0: This podcast is all about exploring different journeys to reinvention so that you can learn the strategies for how to successfully launch your next reinvention. Hi everyone, happy new year and welcome back to the School of Reinvention podcast. I am your host, Roger Osorio. I'm a reinvention coach and author of the book, The Journey to Reinvention, How to Build a Life Aligned with Your Values, Passions and Purpose. So for today's episode, I really want to do three things primarily. One is I want to reflect on what went really well in 2023 and share some insights and lessons that came out of that experience. I want to talk a little bit about some of the planning that I've been doing for 2024 and again, how that might apply to you and how you might be able to borrow from some of these things that that my wife and I have done to plan for the new year. That hopefully will help you as you get started in this new year and maybe begin doing some planning of your own. And then finally, I want to share with you this really big idea that we have for 2024 in terms of the, re- the school of reinvention and where we see this business going and how we might be able to really help people launch a massive idea, a massive reinvention. Let's start off with reflecting on 2023. The first thing that, I mean, I, I must share because it was truly the most special part about 2023 was becoming a father. Now that technically started right at the end of 2022, and it was a really tough start because if you've heard some of the other episodes where I've talked a little bit more about this, my baby girl was born in November, and five days later, I lost my mother, and they never even got to meet. They had FaceTime, luckily, so thank thank goodness for technology, and so... That was the end of 2022, and 2023 was really where I feel like that's where the becoming a father really started to unfold in a big way. And it's just been an incredible journey and an incredible experience to just watch this little person develop and grow. And and now she's one, and she is just so lively. Like, I see a personality emerging. One of the things that really stands out about our little bug Is that she's very engaging with people, and (laughs) I wonder maybe she gets that from me and her mother. I don't know what it is, but she likes to wave at everyone and smile and say hi. And it's really funny because I've thought about this so many times uh, in life. I was usually the person who, if we worked in the same company and we were you know walking down the hall from each other, I would wave and say hi. Like I I just I waved and say I said hi because I don't know. I just thought you're another human walking right by me and. We both work for the same company. Why not? And honestly, I do this on the street too. I even do this in New York sometimes, which is like a really crazy place to do it. But I I really do believe if you smile and say hi to people, most people want to say hi back and smile. And it's a nice exchange. It's a nice moment. It's a nice experience when two people just even get to connect briefly for a second. Anyway, Sophia does this all the time. She waves and she's been doing this for, gosh, I want to say... Since the middle of 2023, she's been doing this and it is such a cool thing to see. But we got a really great story that there's a story I want to share here. So our nanny was out for a walk with Sophia and she shared a beautiful story about an interaction that Sophia had with somebody. So they were out for a walk on this river walk. We live right by the Hudson River and they went out for a walk. And Sophia, as per usual, was waving at everybody that comes against her. And my nanny saw that there was this guy who was, I don't know, he looked really down or sad or just don't talk to me or don't look at me or anything like that. Sophia doesn't know that yet, right? She doesn't get that part. So she waves and my nanny sees her wave from the stroller. She can see her wave and say hi and all of that. And the person doesn't really acknowledge Sophia and Sophia just turns her head and keeps looking like wondering, oh, he didn't say hi. Okay, whatever. She thought, hey, he must have been dealing with something, going through something, whatever it was. He wasn't in the mood to return the high or anything like that. On the way back from this river walk, they run into each other again. So I guess they were both on a walk and they were both turning around to go back to wherever they started. And they ran into each other and, and my nanny saw this man coming, approaching them again. And so she thought, oh, Sophia's probably going to say hi again and all of that. But the difference was that this time, the man acknowledged her a little bit more. They passed each other, but then he stopped and came back to talk to my nanny and he apologized. He said, "I'm really sorry I didn't say hi to your baby earlier. Um, I'm I'm having a really bad day. Something really bad happened or something along those lines." And he said, "And I just want to say that this little girl smiling at me and waving at me actually made me feel better." And I just thought, "Oh my god, that is so beautiful." And and I just think it's amazing that someone so little was able to make that kind of an impact on somebody on that day." And so This is one of the most beautiful things that I've been able to witness and experience with our little bug over the last year. I'm just watching her do this for so many people, just smile at so many people. The other day, we were coming back from a long weekend in Miami and we arrived like around 9 p.m. or something. And we were on the shuttle back to the parking lot so that we can get our car and drive home. And of course, you can imagine anyone on that shuttle at 9.30 or 10 p.m., whatever time it was when we were actually on the shuttle, They're just thinking, I just want to get home. I've probably had a long day of travel and I just want to be home. And so most faces are pretty grumpy in that shuttle. But Sophia was just like waving hi, saying hi. And if you don't look at her when she says hi, she will like make a noise in your direction or try to say hi or something that just to get your attention until she does. And then she can get that smile out of you. And she did that on the bus. And the folks that were across from us, we're like, wow, she is in such such a good mood, lots of energy. Yeah, this is her all the time. I imagine you guys are tired as yeah, but can't help but smile at this little one. And then she went to the back of the bus and looked at some other people who were there and did the same thing for them, and they waved back and and all of that. And it was just such a beautiful interaction. But this has been just one of the amazing things to see in the first year of being being a parent, being her father, and just what an impact she's able to make. It's just such a beautiful thing, and I see it now as my. My job is my opportunity, my privilege, really, I should say, to be able to find a way to cultivate that and to make sure that I never block it, to make sure that I never do anything that would get in the way of her continuing to become that person that she is clearly already becoming. And so I've thought a lot about this in 2023. How am I going to do this? And I think part of it is by doing what I do, saying hi to everybody that I say hi to and smiling and waving when I do and continuing to do that, maybe even be better at these things and continue to find ways to improve so that Sophia can learn by just what she sees from me. And I think that's going to be really important. And I want to bring her to so many things I do as she starts to get a little bit older. In fact, she will be at my next speaking engagement. So I guess I'm not waiting for her to get that much older. I am, I'm, I'm already going to be doing this. She's a year and a few months, and I will make sure that she comes out to my next speaking gig and it'll be great to have her in the audience uh, of that event. So super excited for that. So yeah, becoming a father has been really just such an incredible blessing. It's been so amazing to be on this journey with my wife and to be able to grow with her as parents and navigate parenthood. It's one of our mantras as a couple has been for many years, teamwork makes the dream work. And we say this all the time. I mean, it could be little things like, I don't know, something that she said, oh my gosh, I forgot to put, you know, I don't know, uh, cold oatmeal to, you know, overnight to prepare. And I go open the fridge and then boom, there they are. Like I put cold oatmeal the night before or I soaked oatmeal in milk the night before. And she's like, ah, and then she'll just say, teamwork makes a dream work. Any little thing. And that's just like a really small example. And it also comes to the big things, big moments. When I think about the challenges that my wife and I had when we were going through the immigration process for her to move to the U.S. There were so many challenges there. There were so many ups and downs. It was a roller coaster of emotions because not only was the process just tough in general, but ours was interrupted by the pandemic and the lockdowns and of course, closures of embassies and all of that kind of stuff. And so that took teamwork to make the dream work. It took her, you know, It took me focusing on certain things so that she could focus on others and knowing that if I can take one part and she can take another, then combined, we can do better versus if we both try to put our attention to everything. And then this way, she could relax and calm down and know that one area is completely resolved or under my control and the other way around. Like I know she's got something else completely under control. For instance, when we finally made the move and we got the visa and all of that, and she was able or her green card and she was able to move to the U.S., My focus for the next couple of months was on setting up the new place. We were moving into a new place together, no prior furniture being brought in or anything like that. So we literally had to start from scratch and put everything in here and all of that, find furniture, all that. And so I made it my mission for the first couple of months of living together to handle all of that and figure all of that out so that she could focus on her new job because she was moving into a new role and she was only going to have like about a week off before starting her new role or her new role at at a with a new team in Manhattan and i wanted her to have all of her focus there so that's one of those areas where teamwork makes the dream work and i shifted my focus for a couple of months so that she could keep her focus on what mattered at that point in time and then we could come back together later after she felt more settled in so whatever it is teamwork making the dream work this is of course this went to, we continued this i don't even want to say it went to a whole new level honestly it's just the same mantra the same philosophy, the same way of thinking, but now with a baby, now with a third teammate. And by the way, our mission is to continue this mantra with our little bug to make sure that she knows that she is part of our team and that when she does things that helps us out, teamwork makes a dream work. She's making things happen for us so that we can keep focused, and vice versa. And that we'll always be on her team as well. And we'll get things done that will help her. So whatever it is, this mantra has been so big and it's been something that we've continued to practice now with our third teammate in the family. And it's really exciting and absolutely loving it. Just to close out that what went really well or what was really special about 2023, becoming a father and everything that includes and means was super important for us. Another thing that was really cool in 2023 was starting work on my second book. And that happened in February. And the way I began that, I thought about how I wanted to start that process. And I had this vision for going to this town in Ireland called Dunleary. And there's this spot right by the seaside. So Dunleary is right along the seaside, south of Dublin. And there was a hotel there that I had been to the year before. So in 2022, and I was there for speaking engagements and, oh no, I'm sorry. I was in Europe for speaking engagements, but I stopped by in the same town, Dunleary, and I finished my first book sitting in this hotel, the Royal Marine Hotel in Dunleary, Ireland, and I had such a beautiful view of the ocean and of the sea, and it was just, everything was so spectacular, it was so beautiful, and I felt so inspired, and it was the perfect place to finish writing my first book. It was where I finalized the manuscript that I then hit save on to send for like the next round of edits, a copy editing phase and all of that. And it was just such a beautiful place to be. And I thought to myself, it would be really special. It would mean a lot to me to start the second book in the same place where I finished the first book. Now I thought to myself, oh, but can I really make this happen? I don't have a speaking engagement lined up, so I'm going to have to pay for this flight, pay for the hotel and all that. And then I thought, you know what, let me just see what the prices would be. So I checked a flight and the flights were actually pretty well priced. They were on the I wouldn't say the lowest I've ever paid for Dublin. I think the lowest I've ever paid for Dublin was like 500. This is more like seven, 750. So pretty close. Relatively speaking, still a really great price for Dublin. And then the hotel is incredibly moderately and fairly priced. It's a family owned hotel and they really aim it towards, uh, families and, and not really tourists like necessarily, except maybe local tourists. And so they keep the prices really fair and it's a beautiful place. It's, I, I cannot explain how beautiful this place is. And so I thought, this is doable. And I had booked a couple of, I think, speaking engagements or something. I just had budget in the business account. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to put some money aside and do this. And so my wife convinced me. The final way she convinced me was, she said, let's make it your birthday present because my birthday is in January. And so she thought, this will be in February. We'll make this your birthday present. And that was like the last little bit of permission I needed to go out and do that. Once I did it, it was just an epic trip. I was able to focus so much. And we had a newborn at home. So again, teamwork makes a dream work because my wife agreed to stay at home with our newborn while I went to begin this process and really allowed me to fully focus. And further teamwork makes a dream work. More of that was that a couple of her uh, relatives came to visit during that time. So she wasn't even alone for the entire time. And of course, my dad helped out as well. And so we had a lot of support, lots of teamwork makes a dream work here. So this was a really great trip and it helped me have a lot of breakthroughs in terms of the ideas for a second book and how I want to bring that to life. And so this was special because by the way, I'm going to be repeating the same thing in this year and I cannot wait to get out there and continue working on book number two. The third thing I want to reflect on that has been really great about 2023 is bringing this like this podcast to life. I essentially, the the key idea here is I feel like I've discovered my best format for getting my message out there. This has been a struggle for some time because I, I always thought it had to be Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or whatever, all these other platforms out there. And something about that just didn't connect with me or resonate with me. And I thought, then it's, I'm the problem here. I need to find a way. I need to just get my stuff together and figure out how to make that happen. But it, and and it just, it didn't feel right. And so anything, any efforts that I did, they were okay. And I think there's a level to which I want to be on these platforms, of course, but I couldn't fully bring out my best in these platforms. And it wasn't until podcasting that I really figured out that this is my best way of sharing my message, helping others, reaching more people, and in a way that feels so aligned, so connected, and honestly, just a lot of fun. I'm enjoying this and I'm still growing. I'm still very much at the beginning of this and I'm still growing and learning so much and every little bit is just you know, helping me get there. Every episode I do, every interview I get to do on a podcast, whatever it is, all of this is helping and I'm having a blast as I do it. In the new year, I plan to do many more solo episodes I want to make this way of interacting with people something that is more regular and more consistent because I enjoy it. And I really do believe that it will be one of the best vehicles I have for adding value to everybody uh, or anybody who is looking to reinvent themselves, whether it's their careers their lives, whatever it might be. I want to help you come up with that dream. I want to help you find the courage and build the courage to pursue that dream and then launch it and show you how to launch it. So bringing this podcast to life, one of the best highlights as well, of 2023. Another one was taking overcoming a financial setback actually, I'm going to step back. I'm looking at a list here. And there was this financial setback where I hit a point this year where, based on speaking engagements and income I had from that and from coaching and other things, I had basically started to run to the run out of money to continue funding our social media and podcast efforts. And I started to worry that this was going to mean the end of these things. I told myself a very disempowering story of how I was running out of resources that maybe this was it, maybe this wasn't going to work. And everything was about the struggle, the challenges, the problems in that versus telling myself a story where I saw the opportunity in it, where I saw the opportunity to find another way or get creative or anything like that. And... I started to work with a coach right around that time. I sought the help of this coach who I had connected with through Instagram. And obviously Instagram is a good place to also meet some new people. And she, her name is Maria Saab. And she, I host, we had a session together like that opening complimentary session. And then we had our first coaching session, all of that. And in those just first couple of sessions, she caught very quickly this really disempowering story I was telling myself where everything was a setback, everything was a struggle, and everything was a challenge. And she believed that there was another way to tell that same story without lying, not making anything up, just tell that story, but from a more empowering place where challenges are opportunities for another way of doing something, where a setback is an opportunity to pivot and adjust, or a problem is just another opportunity to come up with a really interesting solution. And so I took the initial Story that I told her. And I decided to write her an email as if I was writing her for the first time to reach out and say and and ask her to or inquire about her being my coach. And I did it from an empowering voice, from an empowering perspective. And I wrote that story. And for I think about a month in the mornings, I would read that story aloud to myself once or twice. And it took about a few weeks for it to really sink in. And after that, it was the story. And this financial setback, what essentially happened was I realized there was another way. There was another way to overcome this. And was it the ideal way? No, of course not. It was not the ideal way. The ideal way would have been if I had more speaking engagements coming in or better book sales or more coaching uh, clients or whatever. And I had business revenue coming in. But it turns out that there was an E-Trade account that I had set up a while back and it had and it actually had lost money because the markets had acted all funny. They were good for a moment and they came crashing down. And of course, they came crashing down right around the time that I had the idea to use it. But the good news was that there was still plenty in there to keep this business going for almost another year. Assuming that the operational expenses were the exact same going forward. And so I looked at this and I go, wait a minute. When I put this money aside and started investing it, I said to myself that this was for later, but I never said when later would come. I didn't actually say this is for retirement or this is for a house down payment or anything like that. And when I thought about that, I go, so then technically speaking, this money is not earmarked for anything. And right now, this is the most important thing that I have going is this business that I'm working to bring to life. So if this is what I believe in the most now then I think this is the best later that I can come up with to tap into that money. And so I did that and I started to take withdrawals. Now, the first thought was I will cash it all out and then put that into the business account and start using that. But then I had an even better idea. I thought to myself, what if I just took what I needed every month? Because one, I could start with the stocks that have performed the best and then leave the ones that have gone down, give them more time to go back up. And maybe I won't even need to draw out the full amount every single month, or at some point I won't need to. And so I had just a, an insane amount of faith that everything was going to be okay, that this was the best use of this. And I really believed it, honestly, and, and it felt right. And then I was able to overcome this financial setback and continue the operations, which then got us to a point where book sales really took off. Speaking engagement started to pick up coaching clients started to pick up. So many opportunities started to come my way. And I just thought to myself, when all this was happening at the end of the, uh, at the end of 2023, I thought, wow, if I had not done everything that I, if I had not overcome that financial setback in the summer, in my mind, based on the numbers, I would have run out by September. And all of these amazing things came in November. So I would not have made it maybe to November. It's one of those reminders that of that quote, something goes along, something along the lines of success is always a lot closer than you think, or people who quit never realize how close to success they actually were. And this was one of those moments where once again, and this has happened many times in my life where I realized, wow, in a moment where I almost quit because I didn't, it took just an extra two months to get to a really great place, to a place where things are better now and we're moving in the right direction. And so This financial setback, having uh, an incredible coach, Maria Saab, on my side as someone who really supports me in a massive way is such a blessing, and I'm looking forward to continuing this blessing of having her in my life in 2024. Another major highlight in the year was a five-week trip to Romania. This was something we did in the summer, and this was, honestly, you can only come up with or create this, I think by dreaming big and think about it this way. My wife's on maternity leave and that maternity leave would normally end, was going to end in May, which is right in time for the summer. And imagine taking five weeks off from work if you even have that many weeks. Google has a pretty great vacation policy, although I'm not even sure if it's that great in the US to that extent. But anyway, even if it is, that would have been the entire vacation in one shot, all vacation days in one shot to take off five weeks in the summer, all back to back. And But we had this vision, like we had this idea at the beginning of the year where we said it would be awesome if we could spend a solid month or more in Romania with your family connecting and all. And this was her vision. And she really wanted this to happen some way, fashion or form. And it would be around the time that we would do Sophia's baptism and it would happen there. And so we got to work thinking about how this could happen. And the biggest breakthrough that came was a mentor of hers at the company suggested that she break up her maternity leave, something that she didn't even know we could do. And essentially what that meant was that she would come back earlier and save the last two months of her maternity leave for the summer. And so she worked it out with her boss and they said, actually, that would be even better for us because things are slower in the summer. So it'd be better to have you back sooner and then lose you again for a couple of months in the summer. And so we did that. And then on my end, I had to figure out, okay, how do I make this happen? And we looked at, of course, finances, a budget, plane tickets actually were up. They caught us off guard just how expensive they were. They were $2,000 each, which was just an incredible amount for these plane tickets. We got plane tickets later in the year for $700 each to the same place. And so now it was $2,000. In the summer, it was $2,000 each. And we bought my dad's ticket as well. And that was just an incredible expense. But we just decided, you know what? This must happen. And I'm going to put it on a credit card for now. And we'll take big chunks out of it at a time every month. But this is a priority. This is a must. This is something that we decided must happen. This is not a question, an if, or anything like that. This is too important. Future us would be more glad that we did this than saving a few bucks or not putting ourselves into some extra debt or anything like that. And so we made that decision and we went and we took this just epic and beautiful trip where our family joined us. My, my sister and her family joined us, nieces, her husband, all of that came out with us. And it was an incredibly special time. They joined us for two weeks of the five weeks. And they got to connect with my wife's family at a really deep level because we just did so many things together. And it was really a, a special five weeks. I, when we were done with it, I, we were just talking like, oh, we really made this happen like this. Like we took five weeks off and, and I was able to disconnect as well from my work. I think I only had one or two things that I had to do and that was it. And and part of that was thanks to the the team that we had started to build the operations that we had started to put together that were in place and were happening during the summer, even in the background, while I was focusing on family and spending time in Romania with our family. So this trip was magical, special in so many ways. And again, I think the key idea or lesson here is that it starts with really dreaming up something that you really want and then working backwards, mapping it out, budgeting it, figuring it out, and then also deciding... How important this is for you? How badly do you really want this? How much does this matter or will it matter to you in the future? For me, that's what made the difference with this. And by the way, we're still paying for those plane tickets, but it doesn't bother us because that was a must. There are far worse things to waste money on, to spend money on and ultimately waste money on, right? We could buy a $3,000 TV. I wouldn't feel so good about still paying for a $3,000 TV today or name it, whatever the other thing might be, or a new laptop when I have a perfectly fine laptop. So for us, this was a worthwhile expense. Happy to continue to pay for this for the next several months until it's fully wiped out. And in the meantime, it it has inspired us to look to travel more back to Romania in the new year. But now looking at when are the times where we can really make it happen without having to spend those 2000 plane per ticket. So we're going to make some iterations on that trip in the future. Another thing here is this fall, my wife worked on her yoga teacher certification. And essentially what that meant was that for about three months uh, of weekends, she would have to go into an intensive from Friday night, all the way to Sunday night. And basically it was like weekend marathon sessions for training. And so that was going to happen for about a period of three months. And in order for us to do that, teamwork makes a dream work was going to have to power us through that and so of course she came to me and asked for my support which was done deal whatever it takes she asked for my father's support because we knew we need some help from him with the baby and we really made that happen and it was such a cool thing because it's it wasn't a small goal it took up a lot of time of course a lot of weekends but we made it work and it's one of those other examples of teamwork making the dream work And I found so many also great things that were able to come out of such an experience. When I looked at the situation, looked at the schedule and what was going to, how the weekends were going to unfold going forward from, I think it was late September until early December or something like that. And as I looked at it and where my dad was going to fit into all of that, I came up with some ideas of things that we could do and and some just evolved as we went. But in the end, I spent so much more time with my father which was really great so it was it was like daddy daycare kind of time so it was was my dad Sophia and me we were out and about going to different places and doing different things one of the things that I wanted to do this year and I've been working on very hard is becoming closer to God and learning more about my faith and learning more about my religion and one of the things that I've always had was faith but one of the things that I felt I was always missing was learning more from God and knowing more about the word of God and learning. And so to that end, one of the things I've been doing this year is listening to these prayer videos on YouTube every single day of the year. I think I did it every single day of 2023, maybe minus a few days. And one of the things I wanted to do by the fall was to start going to church more with going to church more. And so during this time, my, my dad said, hey, one of those first weekends, he suggested that we go to mass with Sophia. And I said, oh yeah, that's a great idea, let's do that. And then it one turned to two weeks, two weeks turned to three, and then I thought, let's keep the streak going, this is really working. And this was like a really great outcome from this moment that only could have happened, I think, if because of what happened, my wife being out of, out of the picture on the weekends while she was doing her training. So many blessings like really came out of this at the end of the day, but it's because I'm actively looking for these blessings, I'm actively trying to figure out what is the good in this and where can I make something great? I could look at it as a, oh, my wife won't be around for 10 weekends or however many weekends, and this is going to suck and everything's terrible and all of that. Could look at it that way. But instead, we looked at it a different way and were able to find a lot of opportunities. Her classes on Saturday and Sunday usually didn't start until noon. And so that meant that mornings were an opportunity to do something really special. So we started thinking about what could we do in the mornings. I know a couple of mornings we went, a couple of weekend mornings we went to the apple farms, pumpkin farms go with take Sophia out. And we just found activities and things to do. I think we even got one or two mall trips, early mall trips, and to get a few things done and just to be out and about. And so plenty of things that we got to do, coffee shop trips, whatever it was with Sophia. But we made the most of those mornings because we knew that the rest of the day she was going to be out in class. And so this experience just showed me and showed us that, again, you hear the theme here, teamwork makes a dream work, but also that there are ways to make even things that are less than ideal great or even bad things great. But we have to do our part to make that happen. We have to find ways. We have to look for the opportunities, find the adjustments, find the new goals, find the new opportunities that maybe we weren't even looking for originally so that we can make that happen. Last couple of things I'll share from 2023. One of them is that We ended the year with an epic date night. So after a few months of missing out on date nights, we made up for it in a big way. We took a trip to Boston for a night, found a really great place to stay, decided we're going to go out clubbing that night, partying. And it was just such a special trip. We got there as early as we could or as early to Boston as we could to really enjoy a nice day. Then the night we made reservations at a really nice oyster restaurant or something like that, seafood restaurant to kick off the night. And then from there, we went to this uh, Cuban dance club, really cool spot, super, super cool, which I had one like that, like really close by. And it was just a really epic, epic night. And then the next day, the whole week, the whole two and two day, one night date night was just absolutely amazing. We got to go around the city a little bit. It was raining, so that could have sucked. But then my wife had a good idea for a pivot. Why don't we go to find a really nice, cozy looking, cool coffee shop? and continue our goal setting. I found one. It was about a couple blocks away. I'm like, all right, we'll walk a couple blocks in the rain. We didn't have an umbrella with us. And so we get there all wet, show up, find a nice table, the coolest, most cozy looking place. I'll post videos of it. Actually, I think I grabbed a few videos because it was just so cozy and nice looking and really awesome spot. Great coffee too. And then we just sat down and started thinking about ideas for the School of Reinvention. And we had one of our biggest breakthroughs in there. Just amazing breakthroughs in terms of goals and things that we want to bring to life. And I'll share those in other episodes. But we thought so differently about everything in that session. And in the end, I thought, wow, wasn't that rain perfect? <laughs> perfectly placed, perfectly timed so that it could force us into a coffee shop, pivot our plans to go from sightseeing and, check- and walking around the city to coming up with breakthrough ideas. And so I don't think any of this was an accident or anything like that but it's just such a special time. And again, and it comes from a commitment. It comes from a decision, or I should say a decision to make a date night happen like that and find a way. And it was one we had been planning for many weeks. Um, and we, of course, asked for the support we needed from my father, from our nanny, to make sure that we could align everyone's schedules so that we can be gone for an extended period of time. And we were able to make it happen. Last but not least, I don't know if this is what went really well, but it didn't feel very well, but it is an update the year ended, or I should say the year started with the flu. So right now I am battling the flu and yesterday I was like just a wreck, completely sick. All the things that you can picture that happens during a flu. I went through all of that and I would say on the spectrum, probably closer to the worst version of it in all the ways that you can imagine it being worse. So that was a really rough day, really rough day. I honestly was just like so dead yesterday to start the year and it felt pretty crappy, but And I thought to myself, oh, we had all these plans. We were going to go into the city. I was going to start the day by making pancakes for everybody and all of that. And none of that happened. Maybe a good reminder that, hey, look, things won't always go according to plan, but that's okay. You can still overcome all of these things. And so I took the time to rest. I really did all the things you're supposed to do. I took it easy on my stomach, didn't really eat much or anything that was too crazy or heavy. I had a lot of fluids, rested a lot, had an amazing night of sleep, went to the doctor first thing this morning. They confirmed I had the flu and then told me for the most part, just keep quarantining. But overall, I'm feeling better today. I've got a headache that's still there a little bit and comes and goes. And I sound a little bit, my throat's not great yet and all of that. Stomach is for the most part, okay, I would call it 95% back, but interesting way to start the new year. So I just thought I'd mention that because it is what is happening right now. But the last thing or a couple of other things I want to talk about, we're planning for 2024. And this is one of the things that came out of these sessions with my wife, where we started to dream up the new year. And so from this, I'm hoping that you, think you get some inspiration, maybe some ideas for how you can think about your year and what you want out of the year and really dreaming big. And so one of the first things that we thought about was when we were looking at different areas of our life to plan a goal for, the first one that we wanted to address was family. How can we connect more with our Romanian family specifically? Because of course, they are the farthest ones away. And specifically, my wife really wants to spend time with her mom over the next year, especially her mom's health is not great and it's declining. And so she wants to make sure that there that she spends as much time as possible with her mother. And I said, let's work on this goal first, and then everything else can come or work backwards for all the other things. And so we thought about what this would look like. What would an ideal way of connecting with your family look like in 2024? And so one of the things that we came up with was going to Romania four times, which is the most we've ever gone in any year. I think twice is the most we've ever gone in any year. And that was this year, this past year, when we went in the summer and then we went back in November. But this time we want to go for four. And because we thought from four, we're like, all right, we got to make four happen. So I said, let's get on the websites, like the travel websites to see like flight prices and see what times of the year flights are the lowest so just like last year the summer was the crazy highest but there were some pockets where it drops down to 700 and so we started looking at all of those and started putting in specific windows in the year like a week in february a week in april a week in november late november early december and the other one is like a september no october i think it was october September's still high, October, and all of that. So we were able to put four dates on the calendar. And now we're shifting all of our focus to the first one. How do we make the first one happen? And making sure that we can get that one done. But this idea of thinking about this first was really important because everything now has to work around this. If these four moments in the year are must, then everything else has to happen around that. And so that was for us like the big breakthrough in terms of how we approached the order of thinking about things and spending quality time in 2024 with our family is going to be one of those big things. And we're going to tackle it a little bit at a time and we're going to get ahead of buying some of these plane tickets whenever possible. So like I said, the next one is February and that's the one that we're looking at probably buying in the next week or so and locking that down. So we know that trip is a lock and then April will probably lock maybe even as early as end of January. Just as long as we can confirm the dates and then we know that everything is good, there's no other like major conflicts, which as far as we've looked, I don't think there is, we can make that happen. So this will be a big one. We're really excited about this because it will allow us to really connect in a meaningful way because each of these trips will be one week long. So we'll have a lot of time in this trip It won't be like a long weekend or anything like that. It'll be like a good seven to eight day trip. So really important, really exciting to be able to create this possibility. And one that honestly, I would not have thought was possible. I would have thought, I don't think it's possible given just our income and all of that to take four trips to Europe and not counting any other trips, by the way, like there will be others, obviously to other places. And I thought, I don't think we can make that happen. In my mind, this is my thought, but I just put that to the side when we had this session and I said, let's just figure it out and see what it looks like. And then I got to see the totals. And then I even factored in renting a car, place to stay. Luckily, we have a place there if we needed a place here's what the budget would look like in that case but luckily we do have a place to stay when we go there and so flights and hotel or flights and car being the main expenses so again we were able to see the number when you see the number you start to think maybe this is dual maybe i can break this down and we can take it piece by piece but we can find this money we can make this thing happen and again most importantly this is a must so it becomes something that we really want and must do we had a really big breakthrough in the business. The family thing, we thought about that and how we want to spend time with our family and connect with everybody and take these trips. Oh, well, I'll building off trips. Another trip that I wanted to make again, which I mentioned earlier, was the writing retreat. So same thing, looked at the dates, started looking at the flights, found the time that works ideally, and it'll most likely be in March. And then put all the budget together, found money in the business. And again, give uh, gave myself permission to take this trip booked it all now. So that one's actually fully booked and incredibly excited to make that trip happen again. And I cannot wait to continue working on book number two, because this year that I've taken since beginning that work so that I could now do all these interviews and everything. And by the way, a little tip for anybody who wants to write a book uh, who might be listening to this. One of the most important activities to undertake when writing a book is to interview a lot of people about the topic that you're writing about. And so to that end, I set out to interview a bunch of people who had reinvented themselves so I can see what I can learn from all of them that I could put into the second book. And then the podcast actually was born out of that task or that homework assignment because the podcast was just a way of saying, why don't I take that same exact effort interviewing a bunch of people and just make it public and share it with others as well as a product of its own, the podcast. So the podcast, every interview you hear you will probably, there will be things that come out of those interviews and work their way into book number two. So all of that I've been doing this year on the podcast was in service as well for book number two. I've had a lot of time to think about these things as I approach this next writing retreat. But now with the writing retreat on the calendar, I get to shift my focus to preparing for that and making sure I have all my ideas organized and that I am ready to go in there and really get to not just writing, but it's also research when I go on these trips. I know I call it a writing retreat, but on the last one, I probably did just as much research and reading and listening as I did writing on the trip. I took a lot of notes, I read a lot. Luckily where I go, that Royal Marine Hotel I told you about, there's a really great library right next door to it. So I just walk in there and I find the books I need and then I continue my research and then write down notes and then go back to the hotel and then I sit by the window overlooking the ocean and then I continue to write. So It's a mix of both. I'll probably do the same thing when I go back in a couple months, but this will be, this is the process. So trip. So some advice here, if you have to do interviews because you will do it, if you want to write a book, do interviews and don't just leave them at interviews. I recommend you record them and consider using them for podcast material because you get a double dip. And I only wish I would have done this for the first book. I didn't do this for the first book. I just did the interviews. And it would have helped me build a following ahead of my book launch. So live and learn. That's fine. Next one, it will be a very different experience. Cannot wait for that. Other planning for the new year is that, let's see here. Key lesson here in twenty in planning for 2024 for all of you. And this is what I had in my notes to share with everybody. Is that when you are putting these goals together, like I said, start with a really wild dream. My my wife said, like so many times says, hey, let's use this walk along the river to dream today or let's use this time to dream. And, and I love it because it's just us like making stuff up that would be just so freaking awesome. And from there, then we can start designing goals and planning for them and figuring out how to execute them. So when so we did that at the end of last year, and now we're, we'll continue this even on January of this year as we firm up. Other goals and other things that we want. But I cannot stress how important it is to allow yourself to dream freely at the beginning of this process. Allow yourself to dream as big as you want. And it's not about making your dream bigger just for the sake of making it bigger. It's about making your dream like your dream, about allowing it to become or be whatever it is for you. It may not be big on some scales, whatever scale that is, but it doesn't matter because it's your dream. And so you have to decide what it is. You know, I'm sure for somebody else, somebody might think that four trips to Europe is not thinking big enough. And I'm like, for us, that's big because we're not, it's not about four trips to Europe. It's about connecting with my wife's family in a massive way. And that for us is how we do it. Spreading it out a little bit, a week at a time, all of that, and really giving all of our time and focus in those weeks that we're there. And it's our dream and the same goes for you. You have your dream, whatever it is. But the most important thing is to dream freely, to really be able to dream freely. If I had dreamt more realistically, I don't think I would have come up with four weeks. And the year before, I don't think I ever would have come up with five weeks in a row in Romania with my wife's family. But because we allow ourselves to dream freely, we can hit those new realities. We can, it's like you're unlocking a reality when you allow yourself to dream freely and the moment you do that now you work backwards from there to figure out what you can get done now maybe you can't get the exact dream done maybe by the end of this year i'll be reporting out that we made it three out of those four trips we made it out for three out of the four trips prior to that i didn't think we could get past two i thought two was the most that was the best we could do and we still exceeded that and did three but again it's based on our dreams and so it's important that you start with that and work backwards to see where you land and, and do everything you can. But the second part of that is, depending on the thing that you're working on the dream for, whatever the dream is about, make sure that you also decide, is this a must? Is this an area that must happen? And for us, family, this was a must. This is one of those things that when years pass and we look back, we will regret not having done this. More than we would regret having taken on some debt or having sacrificed some other things that we could have had, or whatever it is, those will not be regrets or they will be minor ones compared to if we had not gone and so this is why this is something that for us must happen, and whatever it takes, it will be done and It was something that we decided when we set this goal. It will be done, it must be done, so it doesn 't really matter what the obstacle doesn 't really matter what the challenges are like. Just going to have to find the way. And that's just the way it is. And if you think about anything you've ever wanted really badly in life that you've achieved or that you've earned or, or secured or gotten, I bet you, I'm 1000% certain that you did not always know exactly how you were going to get it and didn't have all the resources needed to get it, but you found the way. You found the way because it was a must for you. There was no other way. It had to happen. So in that same way, apply that same resilience, apply that same determination to get the other things in life that also matter to you. But again, only you can decide that. I can't tell you what that area is. I can tell you what it is for us right now in this moment. These are the priority areas of priority, but I can't tell you what it is for you. So you have to decide that. And once you do, like I said, dream big and then work backwards to make it happen. So the last thing I want to leave you with here is, our big idea for 2024 this has this is the breakthrough that came from the last couple of weeks of dreaming big of coming up with ideas brainstorming working with our team to figure out what we could do in 2024 to really help people launch a reinvention and so one of the things that will happen in 2024 that we're working on right now is narrowing down or niching down a little bit more so i think that in 2023 and definitely in 2022 I was a bit broad in terms of who specifically I wanted to help when it came to reinvention. In 2024, I want to narrow it down in the interest of getting this to a point where then I can expand it out. And that's what I want to focus on in 2024, niching down so that we can expand out later. And to that end, the group of people that I think are going to be our ideal customers are people who want to reinvent themselves into some sort of entrepreneurs or build a business or bring an idea like a business to life. So these could be people who are in corporate right now or corporate. I I shouldn't even say corporate. You work somewhere, you work somewhere and you want to make a move to work for yourself or to build something. And now that something could also be on the side, by the way. And it could be something that replaces what you have full time right now. But this is the sweet spot where I want to help people do that. When that new business is really far away from what they're currently doing. So to niche down even more, it wouldn't be, I don't know, let's say a lawyer who works for a large practice and says, I want to start a small practice. That wouldn't be the person that would be the most ideal for me, that I could serve at the highest level. I think the person that I could help at the highest level might be that lawyer who works for a big practice or a small practice and decides that, you know what, I want to pursue a career in choreography. I want to teach people how to dance. Like I want to choreograph dances. Something really major where they're like, but all my career, I focused in this one direction. And now I have to start paving a path or carving out a path in this completely different direction where I have zero progress, where I have no network, no connections, no experience, no reputation, no credibility, no nothing. And I want to go that way. Those are the folks that I want to help the most. I want to help Those folks launch, and all of you listen, launch, go from zero to step one. And this is what I've noticed, what I've learned from interviewing so many people, talking to so many, coaching so many people in the last three years is the hardest thing. It's going from zero to step one. Because I can promise you, once you hit and complete step one of whatever journey you want to take, whatever reinvention you want to do, you start to build momentum. The way you feel after step one is so different than how you feel before step one. It is radical. It's so radical, the difference. Before step one, after step one. And I know that if I can get you past step one, I can get you to that feeling. Once you have that feeling, you'll have that momentum. Chances are, you won't need someone like me to coach you or anything at that point. Although you might say, hey, I want to move faster, Roger. So yes, I do want you to coach me. That's fine. But I want to make sure that most people can move even without my help. I hope that they become part of our community so that they can stay in touch, stay connected, tap into those resources, tap into whatever they need as they go. But I think I don't want to build something where you need me, let's say, as a coach all the time. I don't want to be your coach for the next 10 years because I think that you have everything in you to make something happen. You might just need me in certain moments. And this moment that I want to niche down into right now is zero to step one. If you have been... Thinking about st- moving from zero to step one and have been stuck, or talking about it for a long time, then you're somebody I want to work with. If you are somebody who has been taking attempts at step one, but just nothing is clicking or something is not happening, and you're starting to feel like you're running out of time to really get build momentum, I mean you might have to go back to whatever you were doing before or give up on a goal. I want to talk to you. If you're somebody who has an idea you maybe got laid off and you decided, you know what, I want to use this layoff as an opportunity to go from zero to step one in a totally and radically new direction, I want to talk to you. Whatever it is, if you're going from zero to one in a brand new direction, wherever you're coming from, I want to support and serve you in getting to step one. And maybe from there, I can help you in other ways. I'll have a book, hopefully a second book. I'll have a second book at some point. And all of these other things will be there, the community and all of that, but do reach out because I want to help you go from zero to step one. This is being recorded on January 2nd, 2024. Over the next like couple of months, I'm going to be hosting virtual sessions on this, webinars, workshops, things like that on going from zero to step one. So stay tuned for that. This is going to be, I think, our biggest idea yet for the School of Reinvention. I will dedicate podcast episodes for this. So I'm really excited about talking more about this, sharing the frameworks that as I'm building them out to help people go from zero to step one. I know once you get to step one, everything changes. And I can't wait to hear the stories as things change. And I've heard it from some of my coaching clients already. The ones who were when they met me, they were at zero, step zero or at zero. And they wanted to get to step one. And it's just so cool to hear what happens once you make it on the other side. Everything changes. You think differently. You see differently, differently. So because of that, like nothing is the same. So whatever you think today, you can imagine throwing that out after step one because the world will be so different. So cannot wait to be able to help you with all of this. I'm running out of voice. I'm running out of time. Congestion is starting to really settle in. So I think this is where I wrap. Thank you everybody so much. Happy New Year to all of you listening in. And if you've made it this far, I totally appreciate you and I appreciate, and and I hope that I can continue to add value to you through this podcast as the year goes on, as I continue to grow on this journey and learn more about reinvention and how to help others go from not just zero to one, but beyond, because I just wanna help you build a life that is aligned with your values, passions, and purpose. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the School of Reinvention podcast. Again, I'm your host, Roger Osorio. If you're ready to start your journey to reinvention and want to walk the path with others, visit www.rogerosorio.com and go to the School of Reinvention to check out for yourself how a community-based coaching platform can help you begin your next reinvention. You can also go to rogerosorio.com to purchase my new book, The Journey to Reinvention, and receive some exciting bonuses. Until next time, make your day great.